Animated movies are usually full of singing, great voice acting, and unique character design. Another factor they tend to have in common is the ability to make one feel. Emotions are brought out so well in animated movies, not to mention literally anything can happen in one. The limits are practically gone, save for one's own imagination. When I mention animated movies, which one comes to mind? Which ones have you watched over and over again? Today, we are tackling this issue. It's Kyle and Damon, we are Planet Fantasy, and this is the Animated Movie 18 Draft. And welcome back to Planet Fantasy. We are your hosts, Kyle and Damon. How you doing, man? I am doing great, man. I am ready for this draft. It's been a long day. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm sorry to hear it's been a long day, but hopefully this is a good ending to it because we've got a, a hell of a draft tonight, don't we? Yes, yes, we do. Um, have you have you been uh, doing anything fun recently? Just you know. Uh, any have you seen or watched anything uh, to tell the people about before we uh, just jump into everything? So honestly, most of it has been prep for tonight's episode. But I've also been, um, you know, as we talked about a lot in this podcast, been just binging um, Buffy and Angel. Um, we had a fun discussion earlier with. Uh, so last episode, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode with Olivia. We had a ton of fun recording that. Um, we had a fun group chat with her and with Austin Waters. We're definitely going to be bringing some some Buffy uh, episodes your way very soon. I'm hoping to – I'm smack in the middle of season five of that right now, so uh, kind of on the tail end of that show. But, um, yeah, that's really been it, man, just kind of binging Buffy and then getting ready for tonight's episode. What about you? Um, yeah, like I, I said previously, I just finished Buffy the other day. I'm still an angel. And then actually earlier this uh, tonight – uh, watched with my roommates Star Trek The Lower Decks. Uh, oh, we watched the first that. Interesting. Is it any good? You know what? I was impressed. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit more adult than I was expecting. And, uh, you know, it has Jack Quaid in it and Tawny Newsom as the, oh, nice. uh, as a, a lead voice cast, I believe. And okay. they were killing it. It was very witty and sharp. It was playing on so much of the, uh, you know, known star trek tropes and names and and references and it was fun uh i definitely would think everyone should check it out if you like star trek in any way and even if you don't you know it just kind of pokes fun at it but it's actually star trek it's weird that's interesting Um, yeah my i mean my favorite i consider my favorite star trek movie to be galaxy quest so anything that kind of like pokes fun at it or is you know kind of like an homage to it i'm all for and jack quaid dude i didn't i didn't know that name until the boys and he just blew me away in season one so that's that's awesome speaking of which once the boys two hit i feel like we're gonna have to do some sort of boys episode bro Absolutely. I love season one. I feel like we have not talked about it enough in this show, but I agree. Once season two hits, we'll have to maybe give it a week for it to be out. And then, you know, we'll have to do some form of episode because that's just that's a brilliant show. I agree. But 
today's episode is definitely not the boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, we're going to be doing, a, you know, if you were at the top of the episode, uh, the animated movie eighteen draft. You know, we are drafting our top, our favorite, our best four animated movies. Um, you know, Kyle, what do you consider your A team? What what do you what are you thinking when you're going into this? Yeah, so a lot we've been we've done a couple of these by now. So really we we're taking this as uh what's personal to us. Um I, I will say this will probably be the episode with the most honorable mentions because uh, it's just, I mean, there's such a wide range. We did not limit it to like just Disney or just Pixar or whatever. So there was, there were so many to pick from. Um, but th- these are just the four movies, the four animated movies that really just like the, the ones I really go back to rewatch a lot. That's a big factor for me. And then the ones that just kind of like hit me the, the most either on an emo- emotional level or the ones that are the funniest to me. Um, just the ones that like kind of tick off all the, all the boxes for me. Yes, like it's for me, it's all about emotion, emotional connection and laughter. It's just the movies that I will always go back to when I need that that certain feeling, you know, Um, you know, they're great. Not just for nostalgia's sakes. These movies are going to be ones that still hold up today. I've watched them all recently. Um, And, you know, they're they're the A team for a reason and they're going to be better than Kyle's team. So. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. I mean, Damon, you know, he, he's been winning these episodes recently. I got to say, you the last episode, man, the, the picks you had for the, the school movies, I just re-listened to the episode today, and I love those picks, dude. I want to rewatch all of those movies. <laughs> I can say, you know, I went with the almost the home run hits. You know, I went very mainstream, and, and you and Olivia both went a little bit more mellow, a little bit more indie, but... I love y'all's picks too. You know, I, I can't even hate on that. So I agree mine's better, but y'all <laughs> are really underrated. It was a fun episode for sure. Yeah, um, so fun. Yeah. So, so like every week we're going to kick things off with a, with a list game to decide our order. Um, so why don't you tell us what our list game is this week, Damon? Yes. This list game, we're going to do it play, uh, really simple. We're doing the ABCs of animated movies, um, you know, and we're going to go until we can't any longer. Um, What's the farthest we've gotten in the ABC so far? Maybe J, maybe? I think it was I think it was probably J or K. And I think it was for um I think it was for the sci-fi draft. We got I know you won that one, and I just once we got to like I or J, I just I dropped out. Yeah. I was gonna say villains, Marvel villains, but that was not an ABC. That was just a normal list game. So right. yeah. But uh enough talk, you know, enough to chat. I think we should uh Go into this list game. Do you want the A or the B? I'll take the A. Um, all right. So let's just kick things off with the Aristocats. All right. I'm going Bolt. Oh, I love that one. Underrated movie. So uh, good. Let's go with... Hmm. Come on now, there's so many. I know this is wild. Um, I'm I'm gonna give you extra time for this one because this I can't let us go out on on C. Let's go with cars. <laughs> um, there, there you go. Very, very respectable answer. Um, I'm gonna go dinosaur. Mm, another good one. Um, 
E. Let's go with. E E E. Uh oh. <laughs> this is shameful. Um All right, we're going uh countdown. Five seconds left. Four. Three. Two. Oh my one. god. And Kyle is <laughs> a failure. You you have failed us, sir. What you, just you, happened? Of an E. <laughs> Movie, that that hurts. I was I was unprecedented. Oh my uh, goodness! Because that F was going to be like Five Will Goes West. So oh, what a good movie. I was thinking, is there like a Winnie the Pooh movie with Eeyore in the title? You know what? Uh, the internet knows the answer to that, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I don't know. That was that was shameful. I'm not even gonna. I, I'm not even gonna fault it to the fact that I've I've been drinking all day. That's that's not even a factor. I'm I'm so disappointed in myself. That was just so sad. <laughs> all right. So in case we wanted to throw one out there, because I can't honestly think of one either. So I guess I'm not gonna laugh too much. Because <laughs> um, I'm blanking, you know, like E, there's oh no. It's not El Dorado because it's Road to El Dorado. Oh, yeah. I was thinking like there, there's got to be a like enter something or end. I, I thought end game. I was like, oh, that's not animated. Uh, or Ender's Game either. Right. Yeah, that would actually make for a really dope animated movie. That would be. You know, maybe they should go that route. Maybe you know Netflix will take take it and run with it like that. Yeah. Um, you know. My inter- Google's been really finicky lately, so we're just gonna forget about E. E just doesn't exist anymore. Um, but that means I get to choose the order. Yes. For this, which is very important because I was going over and over in my head which order, you know, which pick I want. But I, I decided I have to go first. All right. Get my number one because I know you. <laughs> so, um. So yeah, so you, you get second, but uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and go ahead and get my my first pick out the way. I think you probably know what it is. I think so. Uh, we're going with my uh, my friend, my good friend Ali and Jean and Jasmine. Yep. And, oh, Aladdin! What a great. Oh. <sighs> this this is my childhood, guys. This is a. Uh, my favorite movie growing up and honestly it's still one of my favorite movies um i'm kind of mad at myself that i didn't put it on my personal you know film festival draft but you know it's i'm getting redeemed by getting it drafted here so what are your first initial thoughts uh by me stabbing you in the heart uh that's exactly it it's i i can't be mad because i knew as soon as you got the first pick that that's what you'd be going for but um yeah, I mean we've we've talked about this movie a lot. We talked about Robin Williams a lot. I just Aladdin is, I mean it's it, it's a perfect movie. It, it, it I agree with like the childhood thing. That movie more than pretty much any other movie on my list is one that I've just grown up watching. Um, probably seen it the most. Uh, but yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on it since you picked it. Yeah, so like I mean I'm pretty sure the first time I saw it I was hooked. I was two. <laughs> um, I, I really don't remember a time 
being alive when I don't remember that movie. It was just me being there, and there was always Aladdin. When I wanted to watch it, I could watch it, you know. I'm pretty sure we had an old, worn-out uh, VHS recording of it, you know. Mm. Uh, we had, like, this really huge rack of uh, VHS cassettes uh, that we would pretty much record as pretty much whatever show and whatever movie that we liked. My mom would record it for us. And so we would watch certain things over and over and over again so like y'all were laughing at me the last episode about Greece. <laughs> that was how i watched that so many times and this is the same thing you know aladdin was just constantly you know i i really couldn't even tell you how many times i've seen the movie but it it holds a special place in my heart because for one robin williams yes yeah. you know he is the hero of my childhood he he told me what laughter was he made me just happy all the time this jack patch adams oh man uh, so many good ones so many good roles Hook, one of my favorites of course yeah then of course with that uh you have aladdin who's a really good protagonist you know he's this you know he's kind of this kind of suave scoundrel you know street rat and uh and you know when he becomes prince ali he really is able to show what he could be and exactly how smarmy he is as a prince also it really fits well yep. for our guy um and to have it him kind of knock down a peg throughout the movie is honestly such a great tale because it was so needed for him for his character yes uh, to move forward you know and be aladdin you know and someone who jasmine was going to want to be with um also the music just hits. I love the music. Um, One Jump Ahead is a certified Disney banger. <laughs> Friend Like Me. Oh, man. Um, they're so good. Every single one of them. Prince Ali. Um, I love the side characters. The villain, of course, Jafar. He is one of the best. One of the best. He's very witty and very over the top, which is what you love about Disney villains, in my opinion, right? Yeah, They're very sure. exaggerated and, and theatrical. Um, and with Jafar, he was really great for the role, and he really took it forward as far as wanting to... <laughs> um, his was on screen with the uh, Sultan, I loved it. And I, those were honestly probably some of my most underrated scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh really liked it he honestly chewed the scenery for being like a animated character he gives me a lot of like the uh james woods uh vibes from hercules yeah as a very similar i think they just eat it up and they're you know my eyes always go towards them whenever they're on the screen mm-hmm. um what do you think about jafar i i honestly it's been a while since i really looked at like all my favorite disney villains but he's gotta be top five probably top three disney villains for me um I, the the more the louder and the more you know like you said just kind of chewing the scenery the better um so i just i love you know scar i really love ursula i think she's kind of an underrated pick but yeah jafar is just he's on another level he was one you know i i, I will say not to tangent but i did i actually enjoyed the live action um adaptation one thing that let me down in that movie was the portrayal of jafar because he just wasn't he just he didn't have that towering presence that this one does, and I think that's so important to the character. And um, 
yeah, he's, he's the best man. He's just has those, those, he just has, he's so intimidating. And, uh, but, uh, not just him, like, you know, Aladdin, like you said, is a really fun protagonist. Um, he's got a great Han Solo kind of charm to him. Um, and uh, the romance with him and Jasmine is just so endearing. Obviously, you know, uh, Whole New World is just one of my favorites, but it's also accompanied by some other just incredible songs. Um, I'm very partial to Prince Ali. I think that's just an incredible song. But uh, yeah, Dude, this movie is just certified magic. How hard did Prince Ali hit in the remake? Like, it was so good. I loved that. Because I have to agree with you. I really liked the remake. I thought that was honestly my favorite so far live action adaptation of the animated ones. You know, uh, they gave Genie a little bit more to work with. Um, still, the, an odd look, odd choice, but it it didn't take away from I think the performance that Will Smith did which yeah. I, I respect him for doing his own thing. And Aladdin was great. Um, Jasmine was great. Yeah, Jafar was very lacking. And that was really one of the things that I think hurt the movie overall. Mm-hmm. But that was great. And I, I think, you know, if they do the second one, they're talking about doing a sequel. Uh, I really want to see what they go with, uh, go uh, where they go with it. Yeah. I, I really dug um, Prince of Thieves. Or I think that's what it's prince of thieves something like prince that yeah um, with this one yeah love that i think that's really underrated and there's not a really there's not a lot of really great disney animated sequels and i think that one's really good so i hope they pull from that for the sequel but yeah i i can't hate because i know that you know one of us is gonna pick this it was just a matter of who got it first but uh yeah great solid this is a great opening for the for the draft for sure Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go just a real quick breakdown uh, for Aladdin. You, okay, your favorite song. You said Prince Ali? Yeah, I got to go Prince Ali. I'm going friend, friend uh, like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, your favorite character? Definitely Genie. He's my favorite Disney character overall. 100% Genie as well. Uh, that's why I had to go Aladdin first because we're way too alike. And I know you exactly <laughs> what your next pick is going to be. And I'm about to be very mad. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we'll just call it even. Uh, okay. Well, your favorite. Yeah. What are your favorite scenes? Um, I think so. The whole sequence. It's kind of just the whole sequence of him entering the cave of wonders or cave of dreams, uh, and finding the carpet and then you know that whole scene is just a visual like feast. Uh, I think it's incredible. And then meeting Genie, and then I really love the showdown when Jafar becomes like a big snake. As a kid, that always scared the ever-living shit out of me. <laughs> but I think it's an incredible scene. The movie has some, like, for an animated movie, has some really gripping, like, action sequences. It does, right? Um, it does them really well, too. Yeah. I have to say that's probably one of the strengths of Disney movies in general. Right. They're able to pull action scenes off very well. For sure. So one of the many, many reasons why they're who they are. Yeah. Um. One of my favorite scenes would be when they were talking, uh, Aladdin and Jasmine, when they first met, when uh, he didn't know who she was. Yeah. I feel like that was just a really great scene to set up their relationship and the whole movie. Uh, Really underrated, I think. Very much so. Okay, so Aladdin, my first pick. Do do better. Let's see you do better. (laughs) Well, all right, so... I've got it. I mean, I've got to do it now. This actually initially was not, I mean, other than Aladdin, this pick was not going to be my first, but now that you've picked Aladdin, I know this is not safe otherwise. So I've got to go with 
This is the most recent on my list, but I just gave it a rewatch the other day, and it's a, it's a masterpiece. I've got to go with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. You watched it again today? Oh, yeah. This movie, because <laughs> I told Damon off podcast, I rewatched it a couple days ago. I just rewatched it again today, man. I just, this movie, I can't get over it. It's, oh, man. It's not only one of my favorite superhero movies. I do think it's legitimately one of the most creative movies of all time. Um this movie, so it came out in 2018. Uh, I, honestly, when it was coming out, this is crazy, but I, I was interested, but I was like, man, we just have gotten so many Spider-Man movies. I, you know, I've been very vocal about the fact I'm not super on board with the MCU take on the Spider-Man, on Spider-Man, but, um, you know, I'm, I, anytime there's a new version coming out or a new take on it, I'm cautiously, cautious, cautiously excited because obviously he's my favorite superhero. So you know, I'll take whatever I can get. But um, them taking it in the direction of Miles, number one, it was a great choice because Miles is such an interesting character. Um, but then having it to where you know, I, I personally had not read the the comic story Spider Verse when this movie came out. Um, so this story was just so revelatory to me. Um, the idea of all of these different spider men and women across the, the multiverse. Um, and the idea of like Peter B Parker mentoring him and being kind of like a washed out over the hill. Spider-Man is such a creative original idea. Um, obviously the voice casting is spot on. Jake Johnson just brings it as, as Peter B Parker, as well as everyone else, Nicholas Cage, you have a Spider-Man noir, you have John Mulaney and Peter, B, Peter B Parker, um, Shamik Moore, who, who you know, he got his, he kind of had his breakout role in Dope, and then just kills it as Miles in this. He's got a very bright career ahead of him. Um, and then you've got like my boy uh, Brian Tyree Henry as as Miles' dad, Jefferson. You've got Mahershala Ali as Prowler. Um, the cast is stacked. Not to mention Chris Pine, even though we get him for a very short period of time, which that also. This movie establishes stakes very early on. I mean, we we see this universe is Peter Parker. I mean, spoilers if you haven't seen it, I guess. Scroll forward if you haven't seen this movie. So, uh, if you haven't seen Spider-Verse, you know, then you probably haven't really enjoyed a lot of our podcasts. Yeah, it's true. I mean, please see this movie. Um, but uh very early on, we get we see our Peter die and I mean a very like shocking, kind of brutal death too. Um and it's just like the movie establishes stakes right away. And then I was so impressed with the fact, you know, you have Aaron Davis is, is um, Miles's uncle. He's the prowler that too, giving that connection. And it's a great parallel between Miles and Peter where his uncle is so important to him, but in such a different way. And it's so fundamental to his hero's journey, just like Peter. Um, you get the really great scene. I, I can hear the score in the back of my head when the prowler's chasing him. It's so good. Um, the movie is just, and that's all of that is not to say what I think is the biggest strength in the animation itself. So the animation is just so creative. The movie is a comic book come to life. Um, I love comic book movies. We've said this plenty of times on the podcast. I love comic book movies that are not afraid to be comic book movies and be flashy and, you know, you know, bombastic and just very colorful. And that's this movie to a T. Um, you get some really great like comic panels on the screen. Uh, Miles's thoughts show up in comic comic panels, and he like references it and says like, "Why are my thoughts so loud?" Like it's just it's a very self aware movie from you know our our, our boys uh, Lord and Miller. Uh, you know you mentioned them last episode with Twenty One Jump Street. 
they're just so good at bringing this kind of energy to a project. Um, I just, I'm so sad we never got to see their version of Solo. Uh, oh, don't, don't talk about it. <laughs> just missed our opportunity. Oh I think it would be incredible. Um, but yeah, they, they just do such a good job. And it's, it's honestly, it ranks as one of my favorite origin stories told on screen for a superhero because Miles is such a great character. He's all about, you know, he, he talks about um, with his, like his spray paint, he talks about just expectations put on him and who he needs to be. And then he meets kind of this family, which, uh, you know, I've always talked about with movies. I think that's a great thing to kind of, it's a great theme to play out of like finding a family instead of like the family you're born into. Um, and you know, Spider Gwen. I didn't. I didn't even mention Spider Gwen. She's great. Haley Steinfeld is is excellent in the role. Um, it's just it's a stack cast. It's such a fun movie. It's so energetic, so funny, and it moves really quickly. I think that with animated movies, sometimes uh, they can get into really familiar territory, and they feel like they just kind of repeat themselves after a while. And this movie just keeps you guessing, and it just keeps moving at a really fast pace. And I appreciated that. Kingpin makes for a great villain. I love the design for his character, how he's basically like a big, like boulder of a man Um, between the show Daredevil and this movie. We've really just gotten, I mean, such incredible adaptations of the character. Um, And you get a little bit of kind of like what Daredevil does with his backstory or his his, you know, his sympathetic side with this movie, too. And it works. It makes him such a compelling villain. Um, But, yeah, the movie just it hits on all levels. It's got incredible soundtrack, incredible score. Like I said, the cast is just stacked and it just really it did so much for the superhero genre because, you know, it's uh, it's so important to see um, more people take on not not only the Spider-Man mantle, but to see Miles Morales, who comes from uh, he's you know, he comes from a black and Latino uh, background, um, bringing that new perspective to the role and new um I just I remember when the movie came out, I saw the movie in a theater with a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, people who brought their kids who were so excited to see someone who looked like them as Spider-Man. And that's just so special. Like, you can't replicate that. That's that's incredibly important. So the movie is just phenomenal. And it's definitely one of my favorites. Oh, man. Representation is vital, is important. It's key. Uh, and seeing Miles being so amazing that movie was had to have been so great for them um because i i know how great it was for me seeing spider-man on the screen back as a kid you know toby um it's a great feeling um i love this movie i hate you this was my number two (laughs) i almost thought about going it for it first but then you were gonna go aladdin i was it was a lose lose i think we're both mad right now we are (laughs) But uh, this movie makes me happy every time I think about it. Um, at work, uh, whenever I'm able to throw a movie on, I almost always I think about throwing this movie on. It's on Netflix, and I'm like, you know, I could I could watch this again in the background. It's so visually striking, as we talked about before. Like the animation might be like the animation style and the art is and the drawing might be my favorite of any animated movie i've ever seen it's so different and unique um and like you were saying about it being you know showing like a comic book it's funny because it's the 10-year anniversary of scott pilgrim versus the world right which we also talked about yeah and uh, i was reading an article earlier which was like you know this movie 
is one of the best comic book movies and video game movies. And like, I could agree with that to an extent, you know, the fact of how it plays like a comic book, but I can't say that anymore because Spider-Verse is that, is number one. Right. It is a walking, talking comic book. And with one of my favorite soundtracks, a a super hard hitting, uh, amped up uh, trap uh, soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, It really sets the mood of, you know, the energy of the uh, the movie. Like you said, it really doesn't slow down at all. It's really from one to the next jumping, um, but it's not feeling forced. You know, it doesn't feel rushed either. You're not like, oh, wait, I missed something or like, I, I don't know what's going on. You're pretty much right there the whole time. Um, you're ready to see what's going to happen. Um, I love all the different Spider-Men, every single one of them. Um, Spider-Gwen was great. Penny Parker was so dope. Yeah. And, uh, I can just imagine an alternate universe where Penny Parker became uh, the daughter that Tony Stark uh, always wanted. <laughs> For sure. Um, there's so much I can say about this movie. There's... Um, but we're, you know, we want this podcast to not be three hours long again. <laughs> um, so let's ask a let's ask a couple questions. You know, your favorite character of this movie? Um, you know, it's really it's so tough. I go back and forth, even just rewatching it today. Go back and forth between Miles and Peter B. Parker. I'm gonna go with Miles just because he is. I mean, he's the he's the lead of the movie, and he earns it in every scene. Like watching him go on this journey is so earned. He goes on such an incredible arc, and by the end of the movie, he's such a self assured Spider Man. It's it works. It's just so it hits so hard. It's very emotionally resonant. Um, so yeah, I gotta go Miles 100. percent um i love that answer uh i will i'll just go with my 1b just to talk about peter b parker because he's such a swell guy you know he, he's kind of just down down on his luck and defeated and then he just kind of gets this new life uh almost reluctantly and then he's just kind of realizing this is what he needs to be doing again this is what he always was wanting to do um i, I love jake johnson yeah so much every role he does um, I keep going to Netflix and being like, oh man, I got to watch his new show, Hoops. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's not on yet. It, it's <laughs> the 21st, Damon, remember. And I've done it like at least four times now. So I need a time machine to watch uh, more Jake Johnson. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Your favorite song from the soundtrack? Oh man, that's tough. This that's is an incredibly so stacked soundtrack. Uh, oh boy, I think it's either it's either hide by uh by juice world r.i.p or hide by juice world or sunflower by post malone those two just those are on repeat on just my spotify anyway um and they're used so well in the movie so such good songs um i was gonna actually i had written down in my notes if uh i was gonna be able to pick spider verse i was just gonna start with saying you're a sunflower like just singing it, you know, at the top of my lungs, but it doesn't happen now because I don't get the get the move. <laughs> but I'm going to go with "Start a Riot" by Duckworth and Shabuzi. Mm, that's uh, a good one. That is so high energy; it gets me constantly just wanting to jump, just always yeah. when I hear it. And such a, at a great part of the movie. Yes. Um, your favorite side Spider-Man, Spider-Person, Spider-Fighter. <laughs> Um, 
I've got to go. I'm a big Nick Cage fan, so shout out to to Austin Waters. Uh, but uh, yeah, I got to go with Spider Man Noir. Um, he's so funny. Also, just I'm a sucker for anything noir, anything 30s. I just love that, you know, that subgenre or whatever. But he he's such a funny character when he's like, I light a match just to let it burn in my fingers just to feel something like it's so funny uh i think that he, the way he like goes over his origin the way that all the characters do is really funny too i love when they do that like let's do this one more time and they got to go over their origin again um he's yeah he's the best though i think he's super funny um he's talking about how like i love uh i love drinking something drinking bourbon and, and punching nazis or whatever like he's he's just the best i think he's he's definitely my favorite what about you Spider Pig. Oh, yes. Mr. Peter Porker. Mr. <laughs> Mr. John Laney himself. Mr. Spider Ham. Mr. Spider Ham is just great. Him and his fucking huge ass hammer. <laughs> wow, bam. He, like, when I heard that he was going to be in the movie, I was like, you're kidding me. Like, really? Yeah. And I was like, this movie really went for it. And, like, it didn't. It took itself seriously, and that allowed it to be so funny, you know. So yeah, Spider Man, definitely Spider Man. Um, okay, do you have do you have any questions or thoughts about the the rest of the Spider Verse? Just I, I wanted to mention too. I forgot this earlier. the The post credit scene too is just something else. First of all, it's it does what every great post credit scene does, and it that it teases you know what's to come in a really great way. Because I, I love. Um, spider-man 2099 i think that's a really cool idea having oscar isaac as a as a character is really cool um but the fact that they i never thought they would do this the, the fact that they brought the the meme you know like the spider-man pointing at himself to life and it's so funny just re-watching it today if you like put the subtitles on he's just yelling back and forth with the 60s spider-man like stop pointing at me i'm pointing at you like it's just the dumbest <laughs> scene but it's so funny it works so well i love it Okay, so you're going to talk about one of the best funny scenes. I, I have to mention before we get on one of the most heart wrenching scenes, and it's when uh, Miles is tied up in the chair, mm. and his uh, dad Jefferson comes to the to the door, yeah. and you know, knocks on it and gives him the speech, and like <sighs> watching that again, you know, doing the prep for this show a couple weeks ago, and then watching it again because yeah, I've seen it. I I watched it a couple like at least a week ago again of course um that scene always gets to me yeah and talking about the spark that he sees he's just wanting to help you know keep it going and the, how miles just takes that and how that is really what motivates him to to go forward and be spider-man was just justice it's incredible the movie the movie has so much depth i think that it it's i remember leaving the theater and thinking like wow that movie it came out in 2018 and obviously it has some stiff competition with, you know, with infinity war and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I loved both, both those movies, but that movie managed to have more depth than both of those movies. And it managed to cover the hero's journey so well in probably a shorter runtime than either of those movies. And yeah, I agree. That scene is just, Oh man, chef's kiss. <laughs> I wonder one bad thing about it. Like, at all not one i haven't heard anyone say eh, i didn't care for it right so if you if you don't care for it let us know just so we can be like okay we found it right we found the one <laughs> <laughs> we won. 
All right. All right. So enough about Spider-Verse that I didn't get to draft. Such a brilliant movie. Uh, let's see your second pick. This is where it gets spicy. Yeah. So we got the, I think Aladdin and Spider-Verse were always going to be the first two. Um, so now I'm going to go ahead. This is the fun thing. So, you know, I'm still salty about Aladdin getting taken off. But now I get to pick. I, I had three uh, Disney movies from the 90s that I was going back and forth. You know, Aladdin was the one that made the list. And now I get to pick another one. And this one, I was actually just on the phone with someone before we started. And then we, I was talking about this, like the prep for this episode. And it's it's their favorite Disney movie. They're like, you have to include this. I was like, it's in my honorable mentions, but it'll get picked. Uh, and now it yeah, definitely gets added. I'm going with uh, the 1998 movie Mulan. Um, man, this movie, dude. Uh, Mulan is, we just talked about how Aladdin was like so big a part of our childhoods Mulan is the exact same way um it was my sister's favorite growing up and so you know we always watched it together it was a kind of a bonding experience for the two of us but uh I think that this movie similar similar to the Spider-Verse like it just it hits that hero's journey so well on top of just being an incredibly funny movie um Mushu is just like he ranks with Genie as just one of the best side characters in a Disney movie um it's also got dishonor, dishonor on your cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so quotable. Um, it's got an incredible soundtrack as well. Uh, I, I, I just I listen to Reflection and I'll Make a Man Out of You on repeat. Uh, I love those two songs. Um, again, like with the we were just talking about how Disney just managed to get these really gripping action sequences. It's got some incredible. I mean, it's really it's a war movie, so it's got some incredible battle scenes with. Uh, fighting the the huns um and it's just like tell me you just tell me you watch i'll make a man out of you and you're not pumped by the end of that like i i watch that that scene and i just want to go like just fight someone (laughs) or like go lift weights or something it's just it's an incredible scene the movie is so it the movie is like that it's so motivating and uh mulan is just such a strong character i love the journey she goes on um just the like it's another just really creative story of her, you know, uh, making this selfless choice to save her father. So she um, goes undercover as a man in this uh, in 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 this army, and eventually ends up becoming one of you know China's greatest heroes because of it. Um, and so uh, I'm really excited for the you know the live action adaptation. I'm sad that it's not going to be. It's been delayed. I don't know if it'll still be in theaters. I know it's coming to Disney Plus at some point. Um, very very soon. Yeah. If you're a Disney Plus subscriber, I believe September fourth, you okay. can watch it for thirty dollars. Wow. Okay. I might have to shell out because I'm I'm so interested in how oh, they're going to go this, with it. Um, the Disney household. It's getting bald. Yeah. It's happening. For sure, because they seem to be going a different direction, which I'm really interested in. It seems to be a little more true to like the original folklore than the Disney movie. Um, But yeah, I just I love this movie. Uh, It's got some incredible music. It's got, you know, uh, the performances are also great. Ming-Na Wen from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fame is, is phenomenal as Mulan. Obviously, I mean, Eddie Murphy is just he's perfect as Mushu. Everything he says is just so funny. Um, I love BD Wong as, as Shang. Um, this is just a, I, again, this is a lot of this is a nostalgia pick because it's one, like I said, I grew up watching with my sister a lot. And, uh, you know, just we, we would spend days just quoting it back and forth to each other. Um, but it's just, it's a fun movie. It's incredibly, like I said, motivating. And I'm a sucker for any 
movie animated or otherwise that kind of covers and explores another culture um and i love that this movie does that it does that you know while they they said they uh you know took away the music and they took away mushu for the the live action adaptation um it's supposed to be a little bit more serious i find this movie the disney uh, animated movie to be pretty intense and serious for an animated movie absolutely especially for disney yeah you know um thinking back on it and i haven't seen it in a while which i've been meaning to go back and i'm mad at myself that i haven't (laughs) um (laughs) because when i think about it i'm like man i really do love this movie i love mushu i love mulan's story you know how she just wants to fight and help protect her family and her her uh her country and that journey like you're talking about and the music slaps so much it's probably top five soundtracks for disney in my opinion yeah uh, it's definitely up there somewhere. Um, Reflection is epic, easily. Um, you know what? I have to say, we're talking about villains as far as Jafar and Hades. Is it is it Shan Yu? Yeah, Shan Yu. Shan Yu is scary. He is. He is very menacing. Just straight menacing. And we're going to try and keep this PG and non-political. And who knows how very of a racist stereotype this might have been actually you know right um perhaps but his his presence and the way he acted his fighting skills were just next level um the fighting was so epic in this movie um i loved all the fight scenes at towards the end with the fire going to on the roof and you didn't know what was going to happen you were you're super scared for mulan you 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 really wanted her to be able to take take him down um, I really wish I'd seen this movie more recently. So I had a lot more to say. Um, but I remember always remembering how intense and wrapped up I would get every time I watched this movie. Yeah. More so than a lot of other Disney movies. Right. And it's so empowering too. That was one thing with my sister, you know, she loved Beauty and the Beast. She loves Snow White. Um, but this was always her favorite because she was like, man, I, I don't want to be just like a princess. I want to be like Mulan out there, like kicking butt. <laughs> so I love how empowering it is too. It's so important for, you know, young girls to watch and kind of aspire to be as, as brave and, you know, courageous as Mulan. I think that's Disney at its best. It's always just full of, full of these incredibly important messages. And I think this is a great example of that. It, it, it really is. It, it does tell of one of the best messages that Disney can tell and will tell, you know, you, you, you know, you're able to be strong no matter who you are. Uh, you know, you're able to look inside yourself and, and put, put the metal, uh, pedal to the metal uh, and be, you know, make a man out of yourself. Yeah. Um, favorite character? Um, I, I don't want to keep going with, like, just the protagonist. That's a bit of a boring pick. Mulan is obviously phenomenal. Um, I, do, I, I want to shout out my boy Mushu just because he is just hilarious um my little baby off to destroy people like he's just everything he says is so funny and eddie murphy this is all you know it came out in 98 so this was really eddie murphy kind of at his peak too and i imagine very similar to robin williams they just put him in a studio and they're like all right you just riff and we'll give you a script but like you just do what you want and we'll build the movie around you so i I love him yeah, it was, it was straight flames the whole movie. Um, I'm definitely Mulan. Definitely. She was so fierce, so determined. She wasn't going to give up. Uh, she just kept going. I, I, you know, 
And she was able to show just how vulnerable she was and then just how badass she was. Um, so Milan, yeah, your favorite song. It's definitely I'll Make a Man Out of You. I really love Reflection. And even like recently, I've been listening to that one a lot more than um, uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You. I remember that when the trailer for the live action movie came out, they had a really phenomenal like instrumental version of Reflection uh, uh, behind the trailer. And, you know, music nerd, I just I immediately heard that. And I was like, oh, I love that. It's so cool. So I've been listening to that a lot recently. But I'll Make a Man Out of You, I just think, you know, from a composition standpoint, you just it's so it gets you so pumped. And it's so like, you know, motivating and the scene accompanying it is also just it's hilarious watching the guys try to, you know, try to uh, succeed. And a lot of them are just like not great at what they're doing. Um, yeah, it's it's so entertaining. As far as like a training musical Disney montage, I feel like this I'll make a man out of you, which is definitely my favorite song of the movie. And then like zero to hero. Yeah. Hercules, probably like one, one, two, Hercules. somewhere. Yeah. In that order. I, I'm not sure which I would say is number one. It's that, tough. That's, it's a dead heat for sure. That may be a question we ask uh, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, send in your answers. Uh, if you want to, to planetfantasypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, which one you think is a better, you know, workout training montage song? Or which one you'd rather work out to? Okay. So, anyways, Mulan. Yes, it's such a good pick. I love that it got drafted. Um, any closing thoughts? Uh, no, that's it. I just I would encourage people. This is even one that I I almost like forget. I don't forget about it, but I just don't rewatch it as much as the other ones on my list. And it like even talking about it now has me so like, oh man, I want to rewatch this one because it's just it's it really it a lot like Spider Verse. It zips by the runtime. I mean, it just it really races by. Um, so just if you haven't watched this one in a while, I encourage you to check it out again. It really holds up. Hell yeah! Okay, so I'm was really scared you were gonna go with my second pick. Um, which I didn't even realize was going to be my second pick and until I realized, hey, this should be my second pick. <laughs> that made a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to roll with it. So I'm going with Monsters, Inc. Oh, no. I think we're just going to keep stealing picks from each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had to go for it because I was like, wait a second. I can't leave this up. This was uh, originally like my fifth option. So it was definitely getting drafted, but I was like, wait, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I could not wait. So Monsters, Inc. is my favorite Pixar movie, which I believe uh, I recently found out was yours as well, Kyle. Absolutely. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Gotta love our Facebook group for uh, for helping me still, still my uh, <laughs> friends. Um, but everyone knows what Monsters, Inc. is, you know, uh, the great story of Mike Wazowski and Sully. The monsters of Monsters Inc. Um, they scare children for a living. It's such a fun job, you know. Um, I guess they would be pretty scary as a kid, but you know, looking at them now, they're they're just really goofy looking. Uh, I mean, look at Mike Wazowski. Just, <laughs> just look at that. Um, but this movie makes me so happy and so. It makes me laugh a lot because of the, you know, the, a lot of physical comedy goes down in this movie. Yes. Um, you know, with Randall, with Boo, Boo who steals the show. Boo's so fun. Um, her facial expressions, her eyes, 
uh, you know, when she's falling asleep, when she's getting knocked out, um, she's running around in the little uh, monster outfit is adorable. Yeah. Um, and I, I just love this movie because like so many of the movies we've talked about and we're going to keep talking about, and we probably should have a draft on, it's Found Family. Mm. Yeah. You know, Mike and Sully found each other in college, which we find out about in the next movie. Very underrated movie, by the way. Very much so. Monster movie. Um, but you know, they choose to be besties. They are brothers for all for all, you know, all we should consider. And then Boo, they they, you know, are so scared of and and everything. And then the, once they realize there's nothing to be scared of, they they have they decide to protect her and take care of her. And that that really quick bond that they they develop is so heartwarming. Um, and it's just behind a backdrop of a fun adventure, trying to get her home safe mm. while also stopping Randall's lame ass. Uh, Randall, you know, maybe not my favorite per, uh, antagonist as far as Pixar goes or, or, you know, animated movies go, but he works for the foil in this, you know, uh, cause really not, is it just Randall, but it's Monsters Inc. Uh, itself, you know, it's finding out the secret that they don't need to be doing this. Um, there's other ways. Um, and so I, I love the change. I, I love, you know, I love so much of what Pixar likes to do. It gives you a very set, developed world. You know, you jump into it. You're like, okay, wow, this is fleshed out. This makes sense. And then they flip it on its head. You find out what's going wrong with it. You know, it it's a very utopian dystopian kind of plot twist reveal that you see a lot in a lot of like sci-fi novels even. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. I love that thing that Pixar does with that. And I love what monsters Inc. Uh, does with the, the ending, you know, they were like, they realized, you know, this does not need to be going down. And so we can make the kids laugh. Um, and I, I love that ending and I love it from, from the beginning to the end. It's not a very musical movie. Um, but I, I still love it. I love Mike Wazowski. I love Sully. the voice cast is pretty much amazing. You know, uh, John Goodman, Billy Crystal. Um, and it's got some really memorable lines, you know, uh, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> um, what's one of your favorite lines? Um, Man, I, it's funny. Not a lot of line, not a lot of movies where you can just say someone's name as it's so recognizable. But Boo and Kitty at the end of the movie just, oh, that just hits my heart. Oh my god, oh, it's so good. The feels, um, that, yeah. Code code two three one nine. Um, yeah. I just love it. I, you know, it. And honestly, I don't know if it's like. I would say it's maybe one of the best. It's not the maybe the strongest plot, strongest antagonist. But like I said, I'm going off of feeling and emotions. And I this one always hits me. It always gets me. Um, and after I watch it, I'm always in one of the better moods I can be in. So I had to go Monsters Inc. Yeah. I oh man, I love this pick. Obviously, like I said, this is going to be just a podcast of us stealing picks over and over again. But great minds think alike. I mean, I love this movie. Um, also, my favorite Pixar movie by a long shot. I think I just said this about the Spider Verse, so I don't want to be you know a broken record. But I think this movie is 
truly, I mean, it's so damn creative and so original. Um, it's such a, like you said, the world in which the movie is set is so well fleshed out. Like, I just love that as soon as the movie starts, you get the, the rules and the exposition so quickly. And it's like, this is the world this movie is set in and go. Like, it's just, it's instantaneous. Um, and uh, yeah, I love, I mean, the voice cast is great. You get John Goodman and Billy Crystal. They play off of each other so well. Steve Buscemi, I think, you know, I, I would agree. Randall is maybe not like a, a first pick for like best antagonist, but he's a great kind of different type of antagonist where he's not super imposing or intimidating, but he's really slimy and he's very, he works in the shadows and he's very uh, cutthroat and Steve Buscemi's great. You get the legend James Coburn as water noose is also great as a kind of an antagonist. Um, uh, obviously, we get the the arbitrary John Ratzenberger cameo, like in every Pixar movie, as the Yeti. I love that scene. Um, yeah, I always watched that growing up, and I was like always craving snow cones after that scene. <laughs> um, it's a great movie. It's like I said, I think the strongest, or the biggest strength of this movie is just its creativity. Um, it's just so original and imaginative. Honestly, whenever I'm in a rut, you know, writing stuff. Um, I watched this movie because it's just like if someone can create a world so fleshed out like this and so original and creative, then I can get off my butt and finish, you know, the first draft of this screenplay. Like, I, I just think that it's it's just very inspiring as a writer. Um, it also has a really cool credit sequence where you get to see all like the monsters. It's very colorful. And that's like that really sticks in my head when this movie is mentioned. Um but yeah, it's just this this movie is not only animated movies, but just like Pixar at its best. It really brings the emotion. Um, it's really creative. I, I've seen this meme before where it's like it breaks down every Pixar movie and it's like, what if toys had feelings? What if monsters had feelings? What if feelings had feelings? Like <laughs> that really is what Pixar is. But it's it's true. Like Mon Monsters, Inc. is just like it really brings the feels. Uh, the ending is just it gets me every time. But yeah, love this movie. I was going to say, you know, you brought up memes. It, I think it's one of the more memed uh, <laughs> movies, I think. Yes, especially Mike. <laughs> Yo, I mean, you know, you just cover his eye up, you know. That, that's just what happens. Good old Mike, you know, always getting blocked. Yeah. He'll get his one day. It'll happen. For sure. Uh, are we getting uh, Monsters 3? Or, or I believe they're talking about a uh, animated show. Oh, Disney Plus, actually. Oh, dude, I would kill for that. This is a universe where I would just love to see more of, no matter what form or fashion. I, I agree. I thought Monster, Monsters University was a very underrated pick, uh, underrated movie. Um, I think that setting it like as like a college movie was really cool. Honestly, it was. I didn't mention it on the episode, but it, I considered it really early on as one of my picks for school movies. Um because it just it's so it's so interesting like the way that these characters meet I love it um but yeah anything that they're they're doing with this universe I'm on board with I would love to see more of maybe like a grown up boo would be fun um but yeah I'll I'll take anything they they throw Wait, at us. we've seen a grown up boo. Haven't you heard? Oh, she's the old lady in Brave, isn't she? The the good old Pixar theory. That's right. She, she's the uh the the witch in Brave, you know. Because those portals apparently are maybe the doors, you know, in Monsters, Inc., supposedly. The guy who came I, up with that theory, that's just so, man, props to him. That's so interesting. It's and it holds up. It makes sense, too. It really does. It, I just want to see what happens next. I want to see, uh, you know, how he ties Onward into it, actually. I haven't seen the update, actually, since Onward. Oh, good. Um, yeah. 
So I want to see if he's figured that one out. So, um, so yes, Monsters at Work actually is going to be the upcoming animated web series. Oh, I it's love a it. As well as a direct sequel to Monsters Inc. It's a let's see, it's the third television series based on a property by Pixar. It's coming in 2021. They don't know much about it. It's pretty much not long after the first movie. Okay. Interesting. Um, oh, and apparently it's about a okay, Tyler Tuskman, a recent scare major is uh, dreaming of working with Mike Wazowski and Sully, his idols. So I guess that's kind of what it's going to be about. Right. We get uh, John Goodman and Billy Crystal back. Yes. Oh, so I'm watching it. It's happening. That's awesome. I love it. And let me see if they figured out who's going to voice Tyler, the other character. Um, Ben Feldman is going to be the other character. Oh, yes. I am so excited for this. That's the main character of Superstore. Oh, I know who that is. Oh, wow. I like him. He's good. I, I love him. You know, he's very likable as in that also like he's also realizes he's a very like punchable white guy face, you know? Yeah. And he's like he's like, I'm very aware of this. <laughs> but but uh I'm very excited for this show now. So I love it. Monsters Inc. Well, your favorite character? Um, I've got to go with with Mike because he's just like the nervous energy. Pixar is so good at like bringing up like the defining characteristics of all their their characters, and Mike Wazowski is just anxiety as a character. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, Billy Crystal just kills it in the role. He's he's the best. Um, I gotta go, Boo. She steals every scene. I'm telling you, yeah. like, uh, and I really want to see an older Boo, like, not as the witch. Mm-hmm. I want to see her, like, teenager Boo, like, you know, seeing what's up with Mike and Soli, and you know, get into some, you know, crazy hijinks. Uh, sure. I think that's super fun. We need that in our lives. <laughs> um, hmm. Let's see your favorite scene. Um, I gotta go. It's a dead heat. It's a tie between the the abominable abominable snowman scene just always makes me laugh i love that scene um it also really just comes off of like some really emotional stuff with mike and sully i think that works really well um that and then the whole chase sequence with the doors is so i remember watching that as a kid and it just blew my mind like it's so creative i think it would make i don't know if they've ever done this or not but it would make for an incredible ride at like disneyland or, or disney world um but uh, that would be good. it's just so fun. I love that scene. It's so fun to watch. Hmm. I had one. It would, I feel like it would almost be just the whole first part of them getting to work, you know? Yeah. Just like, you know, that whole like getting there, talking to everybody, getting in their groove, getting ready, clocking in, punching in. Right. And doing their scary thing. That was such a cool way to, to get us into the atmosphere of the movie that is how you do world building at at its best i mean it's so so well done show don't tell um you know great music great backing tracks i i love this movie so much yeah um so yeah monsters inc's my second pick uh which i had to get but now that i did that i think i'm going to go for my third pick being a little left field 
Um, I don't think you were going to go for this movie, and I don't care because it to me it's one of my favorite animated movies. Um, I sometimes forget about it um, because it's it's so different. I'll say that, but it's so fun. I just laugh nonstop every time I watch it. And uh, for that, you can blame Canada. It's going to be South Park, bigger, longer. <laughs> I love it. Um, I so let's start off with saying South Park is problematic as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, they will be the first ones to tell you that, <laughs> Matt and Trey. And um, but I like the fact they will make fun of everybody. Everybody gets their jokes. And, um, yeah, they just try to punch everybody. They just try to be like, this is a joke. Don't take it seriously. Um, now, granted, you know, some is, doesn't work as well as others. But this movie is the best episode of South Park ever made. And I don't think anything will ever be made better in the South Park universe. Um, what do you, tell me what are your first thoughts about South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut? So this I, is, I want to see what your thoughts are about me drafting this. I'm really glad you picked it because I remember um, you've mentioned it before. Was this one that you had in your film festival draft? Oh, you know what? I don't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised because I love it so much, but I don't think it was. I know it's been, um, it's been brought up on this podcast before, um, but I love that you picked it. It, it wasn't on my list. It's, I, South Park, I just have a love-hate relationship with, but I agree that this movie is definitely the best episode of the show. Um, yeah, this I mean, this movie is just like the definition of pushing the envelope in every way, as is the show. Uh, it sometimes doesn't work on the show, but it certainly, I mean, this came out in 99, and it was like the peak of, of this kind of humor, and it works so well. The movie is funny. It holds up. Uh, it, I mean, it, it still like just makes me laugh. Uh, I've only seen it once or twice, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to give it a rewatch for sure. So I did not mention it in that draft. I didn't draft that, but it was in the uh, sequel, dream sequel draft. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I brought it up as a, an honorable mention, you know, because uh, that would be really cool and I would love it, but I don't know if it could top the first one and that's why i didn't ultimately do it because i love the first one so much um the music like you know we've done a lot of movies that you know the music is really important and this is you know just along those lines south park's music it is a musical it's making fun of les mis you know yeah. a lot of uh, um <laughs> god i love those i love that guy um but, you know, it has a lot of really underrated, you know, like, what would uh, Brian Guatano do? That that song hits. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, the classic, Kyle's mom's a bitch. <laughs> you all know the words. You all know them. Kenny uh, <laughs> dying. They're putting a freaking potato in his chest. Uh, the scene of him going to heaven and then falling down to hell so epic so many like iconic scenes i can vividly see in my mind um oh man uh what's your favorite scene of the movie uh so like i said it's it's, yeah it's been a minute but uh i mean just i have 
I, I hate this because I'm, I mean, it's, it's a meme that I'm constantly, everyone who knows me quotes it to me, but the Kyle's mom scene is just second to none. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I asked for it, not you asked for it being named Kyle, but it's, it's a great scene. I think it's still my favorite song from all of South park. Um, what about you? Um, I, yes, I love Kyle's mom's a bitch. Um, it's so good. You know, I, I, you know, I didn't realize that, uh, that song is, you know, could be painful for you. And I'm sorry for that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I love South Park. And I'm honestly one of the people who have enjoyed some of the newer seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like South Park at its oldest, at its best. This was when like season four came out. This was like in the middle of season four. Right. So it honestly really hadn't even hit its stride. It really didn't know what it was going to be. Um, and so it really wasn't tied down to anything. And so this movie really, it, you know, hit a lot of those very, uh, big tropes that South Park was known for already. Of course, like I said, Kenny dying, you know, chef singing, uh, Terrence and Phillip and Cartman being a terrible person. <laughs> oh, uh, Stan throwing up on Wendy. Had to do that. Um, but other than those things, it was able to play so wide, so loosely that I don't know if a new one would be able to do so well because like, you would be like, oh, it has to reference this. It has to reference that. It has to do this. This movie was able to do what it wanted to do, and it poked fun at big blockbusters. It poked fun at musicals. It poked fun at Disney movies. This was pretty much a Disney movie parody. Yeah. I love it for that, man. Loved it so much. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. This was in season three. Okay. Apology. Not season four. So it was even earlier. Because season four actually had some of the best episodes. Yeah. So I felt like this movie really had them hitting confidence. Like, oh man, Robin Williams, you know, that that, that great scene of him uh it was Blame Canada, right? Yeah. It's just, it's epic. This movie was super huge in the pop culture zeitgeist. Yeah. And I really hope people don't forget about it. So, for that reason alone, I'm drafting it. For sure. Um, so, your favorite character from the movie or just the show in general? Uh, I really love Chef. I just think everything he does makes me laugh. Um, like, he has kind of my. He and another character, they have my favorite line in the movie, the, haven't you heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? I don't listen to hip-hop. That's that's my favorite, but I, yeah, I love Chef. He just always makes me laugh. I think that he, they've done some really interesting things with him over the years, and yeah, he's, he's the best. Um, in this movie, because it's changed through the seasons and everything, in this movie, I feel like Cartman's going 150 miles an hour. Yes, as being the lovable asshole we know him to be and his voice is still just that that really high shrill pitching sound <laughs> you know they've kind of made it a little bit more bearable now um you know i'm i, I like the really crazy annoying sound department. bring it back yeah agreed it really just be like oh this guy so um all right, so I, I think I think that's enough time on South Park. Um, but I think everyone should go and watch it if you haven't seen it, and if you have, you're probably thinking about watching it again soon. So, yeah. <laughs> For sure. um, so those are my second and third picks. I have the great iconic Aladdin, 
with Monsters Inc. and then South Park. Um, what are you going to add to uh, Spider Verse and Mulan? All right. Yeah. So for number three, um, I'm going to go ahead and go with, uh, you know, I had Monsters Inc. I had a, a Pixar one ra- waiting in case that one got snatched. Um, this one, I, you know, we said, I mean, Monsters Inc. is definitely my favorite. This one has been, I mean, it's been tied with it for a long time. It's been second. I think it's it's just really close. But I'm going to go ahead and go with the original Toy Story. Um, you know, the one that just, the one that started it all. Uh, this is the first Pixar movie. It came out in 95. And uh, again, broken record. But like, it's just such a creative movie. Pixar is just, the fact that their first movie is Toy Story blows my mind. It came out in 95. And just changed, I think, changed animated movies, honestly. Um, uh, this movie really holds up, too. I just rewatched it the other day. And uh, all three, I'm going to say all three, because I've not seen the fourth one. I am sad that there is a fourth one, because the third one ends so well. But uh, um, just th- this one, the second one, third one, all hold up so well. They're so clever and witty. Um so many lovable characters. I love Woody. I love Buzz, especially in this movie that back and forth between the two of them is so interesting and the rivalry they have. Um, you, I mean, Woody really is, he gets kind of like a despicable edge to him when he, you know, tries to kill Buzz. Um, and uh, that's just such a creative story um, of these toys who come to life. And, uh, you know, he, this idea of like Woody being replaced by Buzz is, is just so interesting um, you get the incredible like uh, run of scenes where Buzz is uh, next door at Sid's house and um, he thinks he's Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. Uh, but you also, I mean, the two of them are great, but you also have really, really great supporting stuff. You got Don Rickles as Mr. Potato Head, just iconic. You get you got uh, Wallace Shawn as Rex. Um, of course, Jim Varney, Slinky Dog, and John Ratzenberger as Ham. Um just yeah, the Arlie Ermy. I mean, he shows up as like the the army sergeant. Uh, just incredible cast. They all work together so well. Um, this movie too has just spawned so many different things. Like not just its sequels, but you've got tons of video games that have come out of this. I remember this is crazy. Like uh, when I was growing up, I when I first started getting into gaming, I was like big into PC gaming, and I played a lot of Counter Strike Go, Global Offensive, um, and uh, not to nerd out too much, but that game. So basically you, that, that was one of the first games to really do a lot of like customized maps and, you know, in like team deathmatch kind of things. And so one of the maps that the, one of the users had created was an exact replica of Andy's room. And you're all, all the players are the size of the toys. I just thought that was so creative. Um, this movie, I mean, it's impact is so clear. Uh, I think its sequels also go in really interesting directions. The second one, I think, is just uh, that has my favorite story of the three Toy Story movies. But this one just does so much. Uh, you know, without this, we obviously don't have Pixar. And, um, it, you know, they had a, an incredible writer's room behind it. Um, little known fact, Joss Whedon was a part of the, the screenplay for this movie. Um, and I think that that's kind of like apparently watch it like a lot of his clever dialogue this is in 95 so it's you know two years before buffy comes out um but a lot of like the really clever snappy dialogue you see in buffy you get to see here first in toy story um and so yeah it's just it's an iconic movie it's so fun you've got the incredible ending of like uh woody and buzz 
um, on the rocket trying to catch up with the, the moving van. Um, the animation too is, you know, it's a little dated, but I think that at the time it in 95 was revolutionary when they started work, working with like computer generated animation as opposed to hand-drawn animation. Um, and it just took the world by storm. I mean, I, I had a Woody the Cowboy uh, growing up for as long as I can remember. Yeah, it's just, it's like a staple of, of my childhood. And um, yeah, I just love these characters. I think of all, all the Pixar movies, I think Toy Story and its sequels have all of my favorite like Pixar characters. So I love, like, I love this movie. I love this franchise. Um, did you have the Buzz Lightyear, like with the... Uh... The ship and everything. I did, yeah. Yes, uh, those were so cool. And then I'm sure, as we all did, had one of the aliens. Yeah. Somehow uh, it was just one of them. Like there's just one random one. Always just with ended up in the collection. <laughs> it had to have been McDonald's, is my guess. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> McDonald's was a big player in the toy game. Is that still a thing? I'm not, you know, hip with the with uh, kid toys <laughs> yeah i don't know but happy meals used to be so lit dude they had some great toys man happy meals were the shit <laughs> uh, hot wheels so many figurines disney and mcdonald's had a great relationship um but yes okay this movie toys toy story um i like that you mentioned that woody was a bit of a dick because, you know, as a kid, I don't know if I really pay too much attention to that other than, you know, like he's just really scared of, you know, losing his friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this flashy guy's, you know, coming on in. But as an adult watching this movie, you're like, Woody is just kind of an insecure uh, dick. Yeah. Like, he's bossy and he, he's a nice guy. But, but, you know, when Buzz is really taking all of his, you know, attention away from him, He's really just like, I deserve this. This is like mine. And, you know, of course, the, I, I love the, the fact that this movie is all about taking Woody down a peg. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. a fact about, it's about him learning to grow with Buzz. The fact that it's not about him, it's about Andy is really what it's about. And about, it's about the other toys and being making sure they're all happy. So um, that, along with the music, which... I will say is not my favorite part of the movie. Um, I'm not a big Randy Newman fan. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would, I will say, I have to say that's probably what, in my opinion, one of the lower parts of the movie. In my honest opinion, it might be a hot take. Um, I, I think that's one of the few things that it could have been better with was someone else doing the music. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just me. Other than that, this voice cast is like A plus, maybe one of the best ones put together. Um, especially like if you add in the ones they add in two, three, and four. And I have to say, four, I was mad that it happened. And then once I watched it, I was like, wow, this is like this story that they told in Sto- Toy Story 4 might have been my favorite story they tell. Wow. So they have not lost their their touch yet. I don't care what anyone else has said. I, I definitely think you should go watch it, Kyle, um, especially with you drafting Toy Story One, um, which is such a fun one. Um, I, I I you know I really can't choose which is my favorite out of them all because they all hit their own notes. They're all different, and yeah. it's such a great story together. You know, right? 
Um, it brings me back to the toys that I played with as a kid. Um, you know, I, like you said, I had a Woody doll, of course, wore that thing to death. I had a Jester doll from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing was amazing. <laughs> My parents hated it. Um, and this movie, more than anything, really makes me go back to being a kid, maybe more than any any of the animated movies I can think of. Yeah. And for that, I love it because what, you know, at, you know, when life is getting tough and, you know, we're getting bogged down with, with just, you know, real shit, it's great for, for an hour and a half to just go back and think on the days when nothing else mattered, but waking up and watching your favorite cartoon and going and playing with your friends and your Hot Wheels. Yeah, and and your wrestling toys, you know. Um, so this movie really gets me in that feel. So I love that you picked Toy Story. It, I mean, it had to. It it had to get picked. One of them. It's yeah. And it's then, such a classic, and I agree. It really just brings you back to being a kid and playing with toys. And also, too, what I love about a lot of these Pixar movies is that you know, watching it as a kid is one thing. It's so fun. And then when you watch it as an adult and this movie like deals with, with buzz, it deals with identity crisis in a more like subtle and in-depth way than a lot of movies. Like it's so impressive the way they deal with that, how buzz goes this crisis of realizing he's not like this Starfleet commander and he's just a a toy. You are a toy. (laughs) Uh, Like, I, I love that. I love, you know, you mentioned, that's fair about uh, the Randy Newman uh, soundtrack. I agree. It's not my favorite. Um, I will say his song. Uh, uh, I will. I, obviously, everyone talks about you got a friend in me, but his song, I will go sailing no more that plays when Buzz tries to fly out of Sid's house. God, it's heartbreaking. Like it, I remember just watching them be like, wow, this is hitting me so hard. I did not, I did not expect this. Um, he like falls. Say, yeah. He breaks his arm. Yeah. Like it's, it's so Without that song. Without that song, I don't know if the movie would work. So I, I, I can't, I can't hate that much on any movie. Yeah, that that one works. I, I agree with the rest. It's a little overrated, but that one just if we're jumping ahead a little bit, like favorite scene, that one is definitely it's a dead heat between that and the one where Woody like comes to life in front of Sid and scares the crap out of him. That always makes me laugh. It's such a creepy scene with like the the baby uh the baby doll head on the spider coming out like that always creeped me out as a kid but it's so funny and he just he scares Sid I love that um what about you what's like some of your favorite scenes from this movie yeah yeah, I was going to say that's definitely one of my favorite scenes also when they get to pizza planet gotta talk about planet oh duck (laughs) he's got chosen (laughs) And, and, and so good. I, I like Pizza Planet aesthetic is so cool. Yes. I love that people just gravitate to that. They have an actual Pizza Planet now in Disney World, yeah. I believe. I got to go eat there. Um, <laughs> that pizza's got to be out of that world, man. Yeah, out of this sure. world. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, one other scene would be, you know what? The, the beginning, like, you know, his birthday. Oh, so, so good. I, yeah. With the soldiers, you know, getting the calls back, really getting a really cool way to meet everybody, you know? Yeah. So I love that scene for sure. Um, favorite character. Um, yeah, so we talked about like, you know, watching it again and realizing like Woody is kind of a dick, but like I gotta go with Buzz just again, like I said, because of like the arc he goes over, it's so interesting. 
Um, Tim Allen plays the role to perfection. Obviously, I didn't even, you know, I mentioned like the, the role, the interplay between Tim Allen and Tom Hanks is, is phenomenal. But I think Tim Allen just really sells the arc with Buzz. He goes through this whole crisis of character of like, who am I really? And I think that that's like that in an animated movie is so surprising, but it works so well. And Buzz, honestly, is just my favorite character throughout all all the Toy Story movies. Hell yeah. I love me some Buzz Lightyear. Um, mine's going to be Sid, the true protagonist and the original <laughs> character of this entire story. Um, I mean, we've all just, Sid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, we've all done, we've all been there, man. We've all torn our, our action figures' arms off, you know, maybe in anger. It, like maybe we were mad afterwards that we did it and cried. Um, you know, I'm not talking from personal experience or anything, <laughs> but we, you know, he was just being Sid. He was just being a kid who was probably not a very good situation from the looks of it. Yeah. You know? And also he was also a kid. Kids are just kind of crazy. Sometimes they're, they're kind of assholes. They're just trying to, they're trying to figure out how to ex- uh, express their emotions and feelings so he went with a very violent route. Um, and also, I feel like he could end up being a doctor one day if he you know, uh, really applies himself. For sure. he de- The surgery scene is so great. Like, it's like, I want to hate <laughs> this kid, but it's so funny and it's so true to life. Like, it's it's great. <laughs> um, and I love seeing him in the third one. Yes. You know? The garbage as man. Trash yes. I love that callback. So Sid has to get love. He he was fun. He was a fun antagonist. Uh, you know, but really one to think about considering, you know, he didn't know that they were alive. I would have freaked the fuck out if that <laughs> if boys started talking to me. Really surprised he is actually doing so well as a trash man. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he was you know, at an institution. Right. Um so yeah, Sid. Um we definitely talked about favorite song. We 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 agree there. Um, man, what else about this movie makes it so good? I want to um, shout out too. This was the first uh, the first animated movie to receive an Oscar nomination for best screenplay, um, and I think mm-hmm. that's just like a testament to how creative it is too. Like I said, uh, like you know, you have Joss Whedon in there, but you have like a really big writers' room in here. You, I mean, the all the names I'm looking right here at its nomination, um, all the names accredited for the screenplay: Joss Whedon, Andrew Stanton, Joel Cohen. Alex Socolo, uh, John Lasseter, who's also the director, Pete Doctor, and Joe Ramped. And then I know uh, Andrew Stanton and John Lasseter and Pete Doctor. Those are all names that are like really associated with Pixar. They would go on to make a lot more Pixar movies. Um, but I love that that's the case, that it was the first animated movie to get that nomination. Because, I mean, this is 95. This is going up against movies like, you know, one that I just never shut up about heat <laughs> or like Forrest Gump, like, I mean, really great movies. And it got an Oscar nomination for best screenplay. I think that's incredible. Yeah. As a movie, like as far as like holding up with critics and, you know, that standard, that golden standard, it is, it's there. It holds up It you know, it gets nominated for the screenplay. It you know, it has so much acclaim. Uh, I believe it's, one of the top rated uh, animated movies on Rotten Tomatoes, though, you know, take with that what you will. Yeah. You know, I, I still kind of uh, trying to figure out my own opinion on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so, 
do with that what you will. Right. Um, I just think a little bit of everything, like all the little parts of this movie together is what made it work. It, it was just the perfect blend at the perfect time. And it was a story that needed to be told. Like it's such a great idea. Like you said, what if toys had feelings, you know, um, I'm sure we always kind of imagine that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would have freaked out if my toys turned a lot, uh, <laughs> turned, you know, ended up being real. But at the same time, we almost kind of wished that happened sometime, you know, like have this doll just fly around the room for me, talk, you know, see what it's going to adventures it's going to go on. Um, so this just really like put you in a world of pure imagination. Yeah. Um, anytime a movie does that, I'm sold. So as a kid and as an adult. For sure. So Toy Story. Um you know, some people may be mad that it got picked so late, you know, but right. I'm glad you got picked um, as your third. So that being said, what is going to be your fourth and last? Yeah. All right. So my, my final pick, um, I think that if you're listening, you can sense kind of a trend here. I with animated movies, I think that first of all, I just think that it's a genre that um, is just looked down on sometimes. Sometimes uh, these are not just kids movies. They're so creative uh, as we can tell with the picks we've already done. Obviously South Park is not a kid's movie, but uh, um, I just think that the, the common trend with these picks, especially like these four that I'm going with, they're just so creative and original. Um, and this final one is definitely that to a T. It was kind of going back and forth from my list uh, a lot, but I figured it definitely deserved a spot. It's one that I rewatched quite a bit. Um, I'm going with the 2001 movie Shrek. Uh, I just think, you know, this is another one, a lot like Monsters, Inc. It's very memeable. It's, I mean, blast that all-star, like, you know, blast that smash mouth. Uh, but I think that, like, taking away the meme like this movie is so damn fun and so creative like we've always wondered like not wondered but just wanted to see something set in this kind of world this fantasy land and it really just it's kind of a love letter to all those kind of fantasy stories um you know you've get you got the original characters of like shrek and donkey and princess fiona um but you've got like uh, I think Robin Hood shows up at some point in this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. You've got um, Geppetto and Pinocchio show up. You've got like the three little pigs uh, all in that kind of that scene when they all show up at, at Shrek Swamp. Um, it's so fun. And then I just remember growing up, this movie always just this one made me laugh more than most uh, animated movies. Um, just because of Donkey and like the back and forth between him and Shrek was so funny. Another Eddie Murphy uh, role. He's just, I think that he's at his best in these animated movies. It's either SNL or these animated movies. He's so good. Um, and uh, yeah, I just thought that it was so entertaining. Um, and the story is, is super creative too, of like Shrek going to uh, like kind of, he's begrudgingly like becomes like a hero for all these fairy tale creatures. And he has to go, like uh fight for their their freedom sort of they've been captured by uh lord farquad which like watching as a kid is a funny name and then watching as an adult is a very funny name he's basically lord fuckwad <laughs> i love that i didn't know that until like the other day i feel so <laughs> stupid it's so funny so there's so many that's another thing too that, that puts this movie over for me is there's so many things in this movie that like 
as a kid, you it really flies over your head. And as an adult, it's like, wow, they put that in this movie. Like, there's a scene where Lord Farquaad is, who's such a skeevy character. He's, like, watching basically the equivalent of, like, you know, sort of The Bachelor. But, like, he's picking his, his new bride. And the mirror mirror on the wall shows him, like, all these different candidates. And, like... The dude, they, they imply that the dude, like, is aroused by the end of the scene. I mean, he's in bed. You don't see anything. But, like, as a kid, you don't pick up on that. As an adult, like, wow, they were pushing the envelope hardcore with that. Um, I love that. I just think the movie, again, is so creative. You get, I mean, one of my favorite kind of, like, action sequences in an animated movie when Shrek and Donkey are are uh, fighting off the dragon to save Fiona. And then you get the start, of course, of like the incredible romance between donkey and the dragon. Um, yes. I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I think the sequels, like the second one is actually, it seems to be a lot of people's favorite. Um, I really like the second one, but I think this one just really sets the bar. Um, it, it, I, as far as talking about like animated villains, I do think Lord Farquaad is one of the underrated ones. Cause he's just, He's so funny. John Lithgow is one of my favorite actors anyway, and he plays the role to perfection, really chewing up the scenery. Um, and then, yeah, Mike Myers is great as Shrek. I love Cameron Diaz as Fiona. Um, this movie, we were talking about music a lot. This movie also has, you know, the wonderful uh, Hallelujah at the end of the movie. Um, really, really great version by Rufus Wainwright. Uh, love that. Love that scene, kind of like that montage. Um and it's just, yeah, it's a really fun movie. It's also got a great message. This is not a Disney or Pixar. It's a DreamWorks movie, but it's got a great message about just, like, being comfortable in your own skin. Um, obviously, you get kind of, like, a subverting of expectations. Like, Shrek is not just the only ogre. You know, uh, the beautiful princess Fiona is also an ogre, and you find that out kind of halfway through the movie. Um, and it's just, it holds up. It's a, It's got a great message, and their love story is, like, really sweet and very endearing. Um, it's just, it's, it's a really entertaining movie. I love like all the scenes at, uh, Duloc when Shrek and Donkey first get there, like the song that mm-hmm. the, the, the dolls sing, uh, is so funny. Um, as a kid, that song was a classic. Yeah. It, it's one of those that really worms its way into your head and gets stuck there for a while. Like face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the best. And then, like, I love one of my favorite scenes is Fiona, uh, like, doing her singing with the the birds. And she, like, kills one of the birds. Oh, singing so she blows the fuck up. <laughs> it's so wow. funny. Oh, man. The movie, yeah, like, it's obvious. I still, this movie still makes me laugh. Um, I think it's it's definitely the, I, I think it's the funniest on my list. Um, it, it holds up big time, but it's just such a fun movie. So, I mean, we really did have very similar lists because that was originally my fourth pick. Mm. So, um, but then I decided to go uh, with Monsters, Inc. quickly. So, (laughs) uh, we were definitely just, you know, pretty much our boards look very, very similar. Um, I wrote on the first thing I wrote about Shrek. Shrek is a work of art. Yeah. Um, That's really what it is. Like, it catapulted DreamWorks to that level, like, before that was DreamWorks even like I don't think it was really competing at all right. with Disney and then that happened and Shrek really put them on the map, map. Um, I remember when Shrek came out um, I was like right at that age like preteen like hitting puberty um, this was that kind of humor <laughs> like of that that really just uh, 
gross, annoying, like prepubescent kid humor. <laughs> yeah. And like ready for it to be a little bit more edgier than like what you were getting from Disney. So Shrek was perfect for that. Um, you know, all the humor, like you said, you know, now we're able to get all the jokes. Um, but it was so funny as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. um, himself, a lot of physical comedy, a lot of great accents. Donkey is, I mean, Eddie Murphy again. Like I would say probably this, uh, this in Shrek 2 was like towards the end of his peak. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. you know, but I mean, you have Mushu uh, and then you have Donkey really two of the most iconic like side characters yeah um really i'd say donkey is the main character really i, I don't you know i don't mean to even disrespect him you know right. i do not want to disrespect donkey <laughs> who in this in this uh story by the way is gandalf oh 100 to uh shrek who is an ogre bilbo baggins he's <laughs> grumpy he's crabby he just wants to be left alone in this swamp right and then it comes along Donkey uh, Gandalf, you know, they got to go figure this out. Uh, and then they start this epic quest. So I love this pick because I was going to, I was thinking about Pickett as well. Um, I love that you mentioned Robin Hood because he's a really big douche in this movie. He really and is. Really fun way to go about it. And, you know, um, I just want to make sure I'm not getting this mixed up, but Shrek, this was the one where Fiona kicked ass, right? Yeah, oh, because yeah. she's still- she was just throwing down, so, you know, on those guys. So love that scene. Um, it really does hold up, you know. You think it's kind of like really pop culturally kind of like stuck in its time because a lot of the references, like there is uh, like, you know, all the Smash Mouth is everywhere, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think it really does a really good job of being its being on its own. And, and actually timeless, I would say, you know, focusing so much on the fairy tale characters, which I love. I love fairy tale stuff. We're going to do some drafts on some fairy tale stuff. For sure. You know, definitely. Um, I just like how they really flipped it on its head. Uh, so satirical. Mike Myers is such a funny guy. Um, really would have been interested to see this movie with Chris Farley. Me too. That's a, that's a big what if. A big, big what if. But I really think Mike Myers does a really wonderful job with it. So I I don't think it it, it was what it should have been, what it had to be uh, for it to work so well. And two, I also watched two a couple weeks ago in prep, and I was like, two holds up so well. I yeah. forget how good two is, you know? That's a good movie. So, as a franchise, because there's not that many animated franchises that are super good i'd say this is one of the better better ones at least underrated i agree so um your favorite character um i i love donkey but i've got to go with shrek just because the the grump the grump in me just feels a kindred spirit (laughs) uh i love just he just wants to be left alone in his swamp he just he lives a simple life and he's kind of i always love stories with like reluctant heroes who are kind of thrust into this this story and um yeah he's the best he's got so many great one-liners one of my favorites is you know they 
meet uh, Lord Farquaad at the tournament. And Lord Farquaad's like, what's that? It's hideous. And Shrek's just like, well, that's not very nice. It's just a donkey. Uh, he's, just, <laughs> he's so mean in the whole movie, and it's great. He's it, it works so well. I think I agreed. Chris Farley's a big what if, but Mike Myers uh, just absolutely crushed it in this role. I agree. It has to be Shrek. Like, donkey is like MVP, but Shrek just, you know, makes it work. It, it doesn't work without Mike Myers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hitting all those notes. Shrek being just the the crabby guy who's just really just trying to get back to his swamp and how how the journey, you know, changes him, which really does, he doesn't change all that much. Right. Which I like, you know, I, I, and I, I like the story going forward in the second Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Favorite song from the soundtrack? Um, you know, it's such a meme. I do love All Star, especially in this movie. Um, but I gotta go. Yeah, Hallelujah. I said earlier, I want to correct myself. It's uh, not Rufus Wainwright's cover. It is John Cale's cover. But um, Hallelujah is like it hits. I mean, it really does. It's at the perfect moment in the movie. Um, it's kind of the lowest point in the movie for all of our characters. Fiona's about to get married to Farquaad and Shrek is basically giving up. He and Donkey have, have parted ways. Um, and it, it hits, I remember as a kid, like very early in my life, really appreciating the use of music in movies. And I thought this was a really cool example of that. Um, yeah. I dig that. Um, man, our list are so similar. Like, it you know one or two different in our list could have been just the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I love Shrek. I'm very glad Shrek got picked because you know I'm kind of thinking it's kind of getting under like rated nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know when the grand animated movie scope of everything with so many good ones coming out recently. You know you have you have Frozen, uh, which is not going to be picked now. Just to let everybody know. <laughs> Um, Moana, amazing. Coco, yeah, amazing. Um, so many good ones. Uh, Big Hero Six, mm. super. Underrated. Have you seen Kubo and the Two Strings? I have. Hella underrated movie, but I love it. Yeah. I, that's on my list of you know not- uh, uh honorable mentions. Definitely had to mention it. Uh, you know, but so for my fourth pick, yes, for my last pick. I also went DreamWorks. Um, and I just went with this pick just now because it was, I didn't really have an, a set order after the the ones that I already picked. You know, I was hoping I was going to get Spider-Verse and Shrek, you know. So uh, this one's a little bit out there, but I decided this one over Lilo and Stitch, which I love. Mm. Uh, this one over Ratatouille, my other favorite Pixar movie. Great movie great movie um also over rise of the guardians which i almost went with almost very underrated very underrated um but instead i'm going with (sighs) this movie is so good and its sequels are amazing as well but I'm going with How to Train Your Dragon. Yes! I had a sneaking suspicion. This was definitely in my honorable mentions, and I'm glad it's... Oh, I'm so glad it's being picked. Because for one, I love dragons. I've always loved dragons. I'm enamored with them. Um, I will... If it has dragons in it, I'll give it at least a shot. You know, Reign of Fire, 
I remember being so amped when that movie came out back in the day and it was terrible. <laughs> but I was like, I almost want to like this movie just so I can keep watching it and see the dragons. Yeah. Um, so how to train your dragon is, uh, you know, came out in 2010. It's a DreamWorks movie. It, uh, stars hiccup, which is such a fun, you know, silly name, which I, I love when movies, uh, kind of start off with that because, you're you know that you're able to laugh you know it's not just supposed to be serious yeah and that's what all animated movies really should be at the end of the day um but this one's about a viking village you know so we have vikings and dragons such a cool combo right there you know uh and it's burnt this this uh remote island and it's frequently attacked by dragons you know dragons of all different kinds of types and sizes and uh, they damage property. We call a ruckus, taking livestock, sheep, and what have you. Um, and so Hiccup, who is the son of the village chieftain, uh, Stoic, voiced by our boy Gerard Butler. Yes. Does a really good job, I think. Really, really underrated job, actually. I don't hear a lot of people talk about, about him in it, you know. Right. Um, but I really like his turn, you know. So, But Hiccup, who is voiced by Jay Baruchel, mm-hmm. Who does such a great job of playing Hiccup? Who's this awkward, earnest kid? He's 15. He's just trying to find his way. Like I said, he's the son of this chieftain, so he has a lot, you know, uh, expectations. Yeah. Put on his plate, you know. It's kind of like you're you're sort of a your your prototypical Disney Pixar story. You have like the 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 princess or the protagonist has a destiny or like some sort of expectation placed upon them and what they do with it you know so what he does with it he likes to create uh contractions very intelligent very clever and so when the uh dragons attack he uh you know you know he kind of gets lucky and takes down one you know and who that ends up being is a freaking night fury known as our lovable toothless 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 i love toothless so much um might be one of my like might be my favorite i i guess you would say um pet or i'd say animal character yeah creature uh character in animated movies or any any movie honestly he's so animated you, you get what he's thinking and going through his head for the most part at all times um and at first he's very scary and then you get how lovable he can be and he's essentially just this big puppy dog. Um, and so I love Toothless. I love Hiccup. And uh, I love the relationship that you get between the two. Because, you know, he knocks tooth- Toothless down and he's injured. You know, his wings hurt. He's unable to fly. And so Hiccup is, you know, he, he's feeling bad about it. Uh, you know, because he's such a great guy. I love this dude. <laughs> he's such a great protagonist in the series. Uh, I can't say that enough. So he helps Hiccup, he helps um, Toothless out, you know, who's really, really guarded, of course, at first. And so to see that very slow build and progression is amazing, especially when he creates the harness rig and the prosthetic that allows him to fly. You know, of course, it is a little selfish, the fact that it can only happen with Hiccup at the helm. You know, he, he couldn't have done it just, you know, to help uh, Toothless fly away. I will say that's the one knock. Yeah. If I have to pick 
anything about this movie apart would be that. Right. Uh, at the the basics of this movie, it's that relationship between man and creature, between man and friend, and how important it is, and how it can make your future like so much better. You know, uh, of course, you have Astrid, uh, his his crush. Who's really awesome? Voice by, I believe, is it uh, America Ferrera? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Uh, also, already mentioned Gerard Butler. You also have Craig Ferguson as Gobber, uh, who's a blacksmith. Such an underrated character. I love him. Uh, so good. You have Christopher Mintz Plass. You have Jonah Hill. <laughs> so good. So funny. Uh, you have T.J. Miller and Kristen Wiig as Tough Nut and Rough Nut. <laughs> Those two. I swear, in each movie, they just get funnier and funnier. Yeah, um, and they get a really good role in the third one, actually. Yeah, um, you know, I, I love that actually how they did that. Oh, and I always forget that David Tennant is in it as well. Right. But you know, all that aside, it's so beautiful the animation of the dragons. I love how unique all the dragons are. You know, a lot of times with dragons, you get one kind you know you'll get like the the two legs or the four legs the big or you'll get like the sea serpent kind um but with these pretty much all of it you get everything you get the big round ones with really tiny wings you get the really long elegant ones you get toothless who's just a big lovable puppy dog cat dragon um so I just love it this movie because of the element, the world they build, you know, this awesome Viking world that's just inhabited by dragons. It, it's just like, okay, you're like, this happens. This is a thing. Let's roll with it. Let's see what happens from there. And, you know, of course, I'm only picking the first movie, but the how they expand going forward into the second one and the third one is just brilliant. And they take uh, Toothless' character as well as Hiccup and they become so mature and they really, the, the hero's journey that we talk about a lot uh, and that we've talked about a lot in this episode um, was shown so, done so well. And this first movie is a great jumping off point for that, um, starting with that relationship between Toothless and Hiccup. So had to go uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I man, I love this pick. These this movie and the second one. I I have seen the third one. I don't remember a lot from it, but definitely this one and the second one. Just man, they really. I'm I'm with you. Anything anything dragon related, and I'm immediate is an immediate buy for me. Um, so they scratch that itch, but they're so like visually appealing. Um, they yeah, they do a really great job of world building and creating this this um, this world of these Vikings and kind of this this battle between them and the, and the dragons and kind of like what you said with monsters inc they do a great kind of uh twist of like well maybe we shouldn't be attacking these dragons maybe there's a way that we can all be living in in harmony and in peace um and i love that that's a that's a really great universal theme that kind of expands across all kinds of our favorite fantasy stories um but hiccup is such a fun protagonist he is really like the prime example of the reluctant you know protagonist kind of like the 
Arthur and sort of the stone and, you know, that kind of character who's small and scrawny and he, you don't think of much of it. Hercules before he becomes Hercules, like this, this small guy who you think that you don't think much of, and he really amounts to a lot. And it, a lot of it has to do with his personality. He is, he is um, such a caring and gentle person. And that relationship with him and uh, toothless who I agree is just the best. I mean, he's, yeah, he's certainly one of my favorite uh, movie, like pet characters. Um, that relationship is just the foundation is really at the core is like the heart of this movie. Um, yeah, I, I agree about the cast too. really stacked supporting cast. Gerard Butler. It, I I'm with you. He's very underrated as um, a stoic uh, in the second one. Spoilers <laughs> broke my heart when he died in the second one. Um, the second yeah. one, it's really dark. I mean, it, it really, they really go places with that one. Um, and that, oh, that hit me so hard when he died. Um, but the first one too, just it again, it really brings like kind of like with Spider Verse brings the stakes. Um, there's real danger in the in this movie. Uh, at the end of the movie, Hiccup ends up losing uh, losing a leg in in the final fight, and uh, it's such a touching scene at the end where he Gobbert um, builds him like a, a prosthetic, so he's now matching with with Toothless. They both share kind of that prosthetic. It's such a sweet kind of connection between the two of them and like i said the relationship is like the core of this movie it's the heart and soul um i i love these movies i i love that too this is spawn you just mentioned with shrek being kind of an underrated franchise definitely agree with that with how to train your dragon as well um i love this yeah like i said this in the first uh the second movie i need to rewatch the third one because i don't remember much from it um and then also the show uh i think it's called like dragons riders of burke um i remember watching, i believe it's right around that yeah well i remember watching that on nickelodeon a little bit um i kind of dropped off but i want to i'm going to catch it again because again it's just all the dragon content you know i'll take it i'll take all of it um but uh yeah this this is one i think this might be my, my favorite pick of yours because it's just like the world that this movie creates is so fun and fascinating and interesting and I, I just, it's very visually appealing. So I love that. Thank you. Um, it's, it's the fun world. It, I, I just love the, I remember watching it in theaters because I was like, oh, dragons, this looks really good. You know, it had a great cast. And then I saw it and I was like, wow, I was just blown away by the world. And like you said, it, it's kind of like Spider-Verse also because of the, the battle between son and father mm. you know how at odds they are throughout the movie right um you know stoic is is not down with who hiccup is he he tries to be and he you know for him but hiccup you know hiccup is meant to be the next in line you know to, to be a chieftain and he's definitely very very far from that you know when we first meet hiccup mm. and and you know so to see that and to see hiccup kind of start you know growing into his own learning to who who he is and what kind of person he's going to be which is you know a really big storyline in the sec third one you know is what kind of chieftain he's supposed to be right um you know and that really starts in the first movie i love how many seeds they 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 grow they sow and how they grow over the the franchise and uh, that's what's 
I agree. Yeah, it's it's like I said, I, I keep saying I need to go back and watch the third one. Um, I remember that there's a lot that's done with um, Toothless with the connection he has with the White Fury. Um, but yeah, I definitely need to go back and give it a, a rewatch. But man, these are some great. I love these lists that we both have. We went for some really hard hitters, but I know there's a lot that we we left out. So um, just as we're wrapping up, do you have any like honorable mentions that you'd like to bring up? Um, I mentioned already the ones that I thought about drafting. You know, I almost drafted Rise of the Guardians, Lilo and Stitch, Ratatouille. Um, and then one movie also, uh, which definitely would have gotten picked if I was thinking more about best movies. That'd be Inside Out. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Just watched that recently. And I was like, wow. From beginning to end, this movie just it, is... It, it, that is a how a movie should be made and love that movie so good uh, ralph breaks the internet which oh, i think one. was just as good as the first one if not a little bit better i agree uh lego movie princess yeah. and the frog um zootopia mm, really good one what about you what do you? Yes. What were some of your uh, honorable mentions? So yeah, I had quite a few. Um, uh, one that I I really went back and forth quite a bit was uh, Beauty and the Beast. I think, like you said, with with um, Inside Out, just between favorite and best. If we're talking just like objectively, it's just such a well made movie. Um, it's a classic for a reason. That's another one that my sister and I watched a lot growing up. Um, same, no, same. That's my favorite. My uh, sister's favorite. Yeah, actually, such a good movie. Um, Another one was Batman Mask of the Phantasm. I think that it's uh, such a fun comic book movie. I, I had to do Spider-Man for like the comic book pick, but if it wasn't that, then I would have gone with Mask of the Phantasm. It's my favorite Batman story. Um, obviously, it's got Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill from the animated series, and it's just a really fun kind of different take on, the, on, on Batman's origin. Um, obviously, Hercules, you know, we have done a, an episode devoted to this movie with the live-action uh adaptation um love this movie has my heart uh one of my probably my favorite disney soundtrack if i'm being honest um yeah definitely the lego movie as well that's a creative movie for sure i love coco um i love inside out uh with toy story i i went with the first one but i could i could have gone with two or three for different reasons i love i love those movies and then one that i think is like often overlooked um is make a mind i think that movie thank you yeah, it's so subversive. It's such a cool, unique spin on the superhero story. Um, I love it. I mean, the tagline is just like, what if Lex Luthor beats Superman? What happens next? Like, it's it's such a cool idea. Honestly, it's like, I go back and forth. I have a love-hate relationship with Will Ferrell, but I think it's easily his best role. Um, yeah, it's it's such a fun show <laughs> here. <laughs> no, it is one of my favorites of his. I am a big fan of Will Ferrell. And also hate a lot of his movies. So <laughs> I think on that. Um, Mega Money. I remember when it came out. I was like, oh man, I like Despicable Me. I really enjoy Despicable Me. That also is a movie that should be brought up. Yeah. But I remember when they both came out, I was like, why is no one talking about Mega Mind? So good. Like, the movie is amazing. Uh, the voice cast. I mean, Brad Pitt, Will Ferrell, God, Jonah Hill. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's really good. Actually, that's on my list too. I have that on uh, right around by Zootopia. So, um, and I want to mention one more movie 
because it's so funny and it's super underrated. Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yes. Pull the lever, Kronk. Right. Oh, po- such a good movie. The Poison for Cusco. <laughs> Me <laughs> writing an essay. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, there's so many. I mean, literally, we even haven't named half of the ones that I would, like, consider really good movies. Like, some of the class, like, I mean, you know, then there's, like, Balto. There's freaking, we didn't even mention Wally or Up. Yeah. Ugh. We this might was... have to do another draft where it's just, like, just Pixar movies or just Disney. Like, there's so many that we... Yeah, we haven't even covered, like, we haven't scratched the surface. But, um, yeah, I mean, we it's clear, guys, that we love animated movies. We hope you do, too. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure there were so many that were left out that you're just screaming about right now. So, uh, you know, if you if you loved our picks, if you thought, you know, one should be included, please let us know at, at planetfantasypodcast at, at gmail.com. Um, with your, you know, your, your picks, um, definitely also answer that question that Damon posed earlier. What's your, your go-to workout song or pump up song? Is it I'll make a man out of you or is it, uh, zero to hero or maybe another song, you know, let us know. Um, but definitely as always, let us know if, if, if you'd like to see another topic covered, or if you'd like to be a guest, we are always down to have more guests. Um, man, this was, this was super fun, dude. This is one of my favorites we've done so far. This was a lot of fun. I I love talking about movies that I enjoy watching. And I mean, some people will hate on animated movies. They're some of my favorite um, because you're really just able to break the walls of real like reality and let your imagination run wild. And I think every single movie we picked uh, does that in some way or another. You know, it does something that live action... You, you you're missing something like even with aladdin uh you know the, the animated movie i feel like it, it has this something special that the live action just didn't hit you know I, I can't even really say what it was for sure yeah there's there's something magical about the way they're able to push like the boundaries of reality in these these animated movies um so yeah we uh thank you guys for listening um damon you have any uh closing comments before we before we close out um not much i just wanted to to let everyone remind them uh what we're going to be doing next week we're going to have our friend wahid uh back on he was on the quidditch uh draft he we're going to be doing our ultimate uh american dining experience draft uh get ready to be silly and just this is going to be a real fun one yeah so um but kyle this was a lot of fun and uh i cannot wait for a next episode man yes sir catch you then see you guys all right bye everybody